Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. And so you might have realised we're seeing it more and more that we as a church here, we love to pray. It's wonderful and we take every opportunity that we can in here to pray But at the same time, God has put that in our vision for this year, that we are to pray, we are to develop all of us into praying people. And this is to happen not just here in this space, but everywhere we go. So it's a really pertinent time for us in this series. And the reality is that when we know who God truly is, then we will know who we truly are in him. And most of the doing of life, the things that we do and how to do them, actually get sorted out. So in this topic today of praying for healing, that's how we're going to approach it. We're going to come from that angle. And I really believe that God wants to do some, I think, breaking off limits, to be honest. That's what was coming just then in the worship. And he really wants to bring some reconciling for people, some setting free for people today. And there'll be healing in that. So I'm just going to pray. So Lord, we pray together now and I pray, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we need you to come. We need you to break out, Lord. We need you to come and break off limits that are holding us back, that are restricting us and open our eyes to see you, God. And we know, God, when we see you, when we get to see who you really are, that other things fall into place. And so, Lord, I pray even now for a release of your power over this room, over people now, as I speak, that your power would be coming on the words and impacting people. Come, Holy Spirit, and do what you want to do. And we pray this in Jesus' name. So if you want to, in a couple of months, I'm going to be running some teaching in the practical space of what we're talking about. So you'd be welcome to come along. We really believe the church is required to equip people for where you're called in your space day to day. And so we'll be running sort of teaching in how you pray for healing so you can practice it with people who you feel really comfy with and give it a go and get confident to go and do that every day. So keep an eye out for that. But in this space, I guess a bit about my life is that I've had a life where I have seen healing. I've seen miraculous healing of people who were on death's door. Um, My own son was saved by a miracle and my own father was miraculously healed through prayer. But I've also been around a lot of sickness and a lot of chronic issues And I know the pain and the grief that comes when you don't see healing. I have tried the avenue, which I think some people in this room might be currently in, where there is disappointment and anger even with God. And I want to just tell you I've been there and that is not a pretty way to go and it doesn't go well. But I thought I'd share with you where it really started, where the first time I prayed for someone and there was a real miracle of healing. And this is going back several years to when my kids were little and I was at church and I was just dropping my kids off 
to kids' church. And as I arrived there, there was a boy who'd come a bit early. And he was probably about five and he was sitting on the floor by himself just waiting. And he just gripped my heart and I looked down at this little child and I just saw this innocence and this vulnerability and he just captured me. And he captured me partly because he was the same size as one of my sons, probably the same age. He even had the same colour hair and he looked the same. And my heart went out to him and what I saw in him was a grey face. And he was covered in eczema and he was so sick. And I knew in that moment that if my son hadn't had some help, that this child here would be what my son looked like too. And I wasn't being triggered. It wasn't that feeling. It was the father's heart for this child of looking into his face and seeing him and seeing his need. And I just had to hold that. There was nothing more that could be done. I wondered if I should be doing something, but no. And about a year later, I was at the prayer and healing service for church where I used to go each time they had it to pray for people for healing. And I was asked to pray for a child and I knew in that moment it was this same boy. And I turned to the pastor beside me knowing, just, I just knew, and I said, he's going to be healed today. And we went and prayed for this boy together with his parents and he was healed. He was due to come off his medication that had kept things at bay to where they were and so they were anticipating a massive flare-up, if you know anything about skin issues. Massive flare-up. And this was it, like crying out to God. And he was healed. And his parents came in later weeks to come and chat with me. And then even a year later, his grandparents came and found me one day and chatted with me about it because the impact of that healing on the family was so great. And God does heal. He has been healing in this room. And you might not realise it, but we are getting testimonies of healing every week now. And God is healing physical things, emotional things, relational things, and other issues. And the truth is that God is the only true healer. He is the ultimate healer because not only is he our healer, but he is God. So this sounds pretty simple. But it's very profound because there is no alternative person or thing that can heal us like God. So we've got in the Bible, the start of the Bible in Genesis, the Lord creates the heavens and the earth and people and he reveals himself as creator God. He is creator God, all powerful. And it's not until the next book of the Bible in Exodus that the Lord reveals himself as Jehovah Rapha. And at this time, the Lord had performed miracles for the Israelites to save his people. He'd taken them out of Egypt and he'd taken them on the start of their journey. And for three days, they'd had no water to drink. And they came across some water, but it was bitter and they couldn't drink it. And so Moses prays to God 
to heal, to do something. They needed water to be alive. And the Lord healed the water. The Lord purified the water so that they could have life. And after that in Exodus, it's 15:26. the Lord said, I am the God who heals you. So in Hebrew, this is Jehovah Rapha, and it's really helpful to look at this name because Jehovah actually comes from the word Hava, and I'm probably not saying this with correct pronunciation, but it means, that word means to become known. Jehovah means the existing one Lord. So it indicates that God is the Lord who he reveals himself increasingly to us. And Rapha, the second part of this name, means healing. But if you look at that more closely, it means to restore. It means to make full of health. And it means to restore to its original state. So we have Genesis where God is the creator. He created the heavens and the earth. And it was so great that he says, it was good. He created Adam and Eve. They are good. He did a good job of creation. And then he comes later revealing himself to be the God who restores back to the original created good state. So God created all of us in this room well. You are created well by the Lord. And he has a calling and a name over us and he has a time over us as well. So we were born when we were born. You were born for a reason and a purpose in this time and in this place. And there's a place for each of you here on this earth to go well in his designated purposes. But with life, with broken life, with sin, with free will and evil, there is sickness. And as Dan said a few weeks ago, every day there are things happening that are not God's will. But God is revealing here that he is God that restores us back to our created state in him. So this Jehovah Rapha is used in the Bible not just for physical healing, but for emotional healing, mental healing and spiritual renewal. He's not just a healer. He is the all-knowing, all-powerful God that heals. So in Psalm 103, this has been verses that the Lord is just pressing on all the time in these recent weeks. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life, not part of your life, your whole life, from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. We just pray that love and compassion to come, Lord God, now over the room. And he satisfies your desires, note desires, with good things so that your youth, who you were created as, is renewed like the eagles. Some of you might know that we have Renew Ministries here and the reason that this space, it's a prophetic and prayer-based confidential space for ministry. It's called Renew because it's for people to be renewed 
and made who they are once again in Christ, to be restored as who they were always designed to be with the Lord. But the problem is that even though we've got God and he is Jehovah Rapha, we come from a limited place with a limited perspective. So we live with resources here on heaven and when we are on our own, there's so many limits. We have a limited amount of money. We have a limited amount of time. All those things, we live in limits. So we learn to live in limits. And so if you've been around kids a little bit, you will have caught a kid at some stage, I'm sure, where they are covered in chocolate. Their face... And it goes down their shirt and then it's on their hands and then when they get caught, they might, you know, try to clean up and it spreads it. And so if you talk to those kids and you sort of indicate, oh, did you, you know, you shouldn't have had that, they'll say to you, but I needed it. Oh, I needed it so much. And they're adamant that they needed that chocolate. You might have been at the shops and you've seen that child screaming, they are screaming because their life depends on that truck. And if mum doesn't get that truck, they could die. <laughs> You've been around that, right? Because for them, that want, I want that truck, is their need. Their life depends on it. There is no separation between need and want. But as we grow older in the constraints of earth, we are accustomed to our surroundings and our limits. We learn how to operate in it and we, as we mature, we learn to separate out between a need and a want. And so sometimes we even forget how limited we are. We're just settled in and our thinking becomes that limited too. We, we fit in the framework. But the problem with this is we then go to someone who is outside limits, the Lord, And we put that limited framework on him. We come to him because in our limited state, all the healing we can see at the moment is my leg is infected. And so we might come to him and we say, heal my leg. That's it. Just need the leg healed, God. And what happens is if that one prayer isn't answered, we can start to think, He doesn't heal or he heals others, but he won't heal me because we come from a place of, Lord, I only asked you one thing. I asked you one thing and you you didn't do it. We forget that God sees all of us and he sees the space that we're in and how it all fits together because we're so limited. We forget the truth when we have this limited view that God is the only true healer. He is taking us on a journey of restoration back to our originally wonderfully created self. And all of you right here, right now, have an originally wonderfully created self right here in this room with you, in you, right here, right now. It is there right now. It is not untouchable. It is not unreachable. It is right here and right now. And the Lord sees it. 
So the great news is that God comes from a different place to us. Praise Jesus. And He comes from a place of abundance. He comes from a position and perspective of abundance. So let's read Romans 11, 33 to 36 together. It's the doxology and it says, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. And John 10.10 says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So we've got God who has everything. He knows everything. He actually is everything. And we come in our limited space and he says, and I want to give you life to the full. So God is on a page that is, if we titled the page that God lives on, it'd have a great big stamp on it saying, abundant. He has unlimited resources of every good thing. And we need to be on his perspective. And sometimes we get angry when we come in our very limited perspective because we forget, remember, that we're coming limited and we ask a question and the Lord doesn't speak. And we think, why is he not talking to me? He's actually many pages over on the one that says abundant. And so when we can come with his perspective and ask, we'll ask some good questions, I think. So we need to get on his page, see that he is Jehovah Rapha, the only true healer, and that he wants wholeness for us, complete healing and righteousness. He has abundant resources. So you might know the story in Matthew 14 where Jesus did a wonderful miracle and he fed 5,000 people and that was just the men, I think. And he did it with five loaves and two fishes and you think, wow, that is massive multiplication, right, to feed all those people. But the pivotal point for it today is the leftover, there were 12 baskets left over. We don't know how big these baskets were, but I'm assuming they used pretty big baskets because they had a lot of people to hand out a lot of food. So they have all this leftover. Why did God have leftover? I think he is demonstrating his generosity and his abundance that he has. He goes for the need and then he gives some more just because he wants to, just because he can, because he's God. And if that stuff gets wasted, actually in a kingdom perspective, there's a heap more up there. There's heaps more to come. Tobes and I have been through some hard things and we have had to trust in that financial space very, very heavily. And money has been stolen and taken through wrong things. And you know what we've been able to rest on? Well, God has abundant amounts of resources 
And so even if this happens against us and this is lost, we can trust him that there's a whole lot more for us, that we, if, we, if we need it, he'll, he'll bring it. But what about in this healing space when we pray and we don't see healing? Let's just talk about that. There's people right here and you have prayed and you have prayed and you haven't seen it and it hurts and it's disappointing and it can take you on the road to anger, which, as I said, doesn't go well. It really doesn't work at all. And I've held that grief. I've been there. I've held this grief, this incredible loss, loss of people in my lives, and I have had that frustration of wondering why. And I want to take you back to my beautiful story of the boy that was healed because there's actually a backstory there. And the backstory is that my own kids had those health issues. And I believed that God had given me a word, and I still believe it to this day, that my kids would be healed just as he was. And we haven't seen it yet. And down to the fact that last night we had a situation that caused us to leave an event and find the ambulance. We haven't seen it yet. We had huge progress and we did it through an extremely expensive way that cost us so much financially but in our time and emotionally. And it was traumatic actually. And to be honest, there's still a bit of trauma there because it it was that hard. And and we as a family, um, we are tight but it's been hard. And then God calls me coming from that place to pray for someone's beautiful child and he, he had healing. So I know this space. I met and prayed with my friend's father a few years ago and he was dying from a disease and he was at the point where he could no longer swallow. And I went to their house and I got to pray with him And he just wanted to take communion. That's all. He just wanted to take communion with me as we prayed for healing. But he couldn't swallow anymore. And he couldn't take communion. And he watched me take communion for him. And he believed that God had said he'd be healed. And then we went to his funeral. And some of you have done that exact journey with someone. And this is the answer I have on why that happened. I don't know. I I, I don't know. What I do know is that heaven's resources are available. I know that Jesus has paid the price for us to have it. I know that Holy Spirit is in us and I know that we want it. So we should have it, but we don't always get it. We aren't in heaven yet where we have the full abundance with no lack and nothing less than complete healing. Heaven will have nothing less than complete healing. We have this here on earth, on earth as in heaven, but we don't always see it. 
And the problem with getting caught in that why question and that pain is it's very unsettling. It's very shaking for us down deep. It's frustrating. And sometimes God does answer this question and we go on to have healing. And sometimes he doesn't. So at the same time as holding that why question, we need to sit with what we know. We don't understand everything, but there are things we do know. We do know that God is the healer. We know that he is on about complete healing and he is abundant. And when we pray, we have seen miracles. We have seen them in recent days, in recent weeks and years. We see miracles when we pray. So about 18 months after I prayed for my friend's dad and did that journey, my own father had a massive heart attack. He was on life support. And he wasn't actually there. So I'm visiting him and I think some people would relate to this. I was visiting him and his body was there and it was moving because there was a machine making it move. But he wasn't with me. We were being prepped. uh, We were being prepped by the doctors to turn off the machine. And I believe, there's a long story but I believe very clearly that if we did not pray for healing, he would not be here. Things unfolded through the prayer space that week and he just woke up at 3am lucid, completely in his right mind and the, the secondary effects of that health trauma did not eventuate in his life. I believe that if I didn't pray with that pastor that day for that boy he wouldn't have been healed. So while we wrestle with not knowing why in one space, we mustn't let that stop us from operating in the what we do know. It needs to go together and we bring it together. And there's people here and you are sitting in that grief and that pain and it's starting to take you on a journey to anger that's not going to work. And because of that grief and pain, you've stopped coming to the Lord for healing. But the very thing that you need healing from today is that pain. And I believe God wants to do healing in pain of that today. Just this week, I was facing some significant pain and I went for a little walk Walks are good when you're really under the pump. And I went for a little walk and I ended up just saying to the Lord, God, just hold my heart. Oh, God, just, Father, come and hold my heart. And you know he did. He put his hands on my heart and he held it together. And he he held it in the pain and I could do the rest of that day. It's his caring hands on our hearts that brings them care. And if that's for you, just even now, just say to the Lord, hold my heart. Just hold it, God. Hold it. When God's hands are on something, he's creator God. He's healer God. He restores it back.
And the truth actually is that our whole lives with Jesus is a journey into whole healing, wholeness healing. And we as Christians, we're followers of Jesus. We know that. But we're following Jehovah Rapha. We're following the Lord, all God, who heals and restores us back to our original, created, wonderful state. And I find people tend to think of healing as an isolated issue. Oh, I have a problem. I want it fixed. Oh, I have an issue here. God, I want this healed. We don't see that we are forever learning growing and being healed as we journey with the Lord, that we've been made righteous by God and what He did on the cross. And we are for, it's so amazing that you are righteous, that we are forever learning and walking out that more and more. So when Jehovah Rapha saved the Israelites, He then took them from that three-day point in He revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha and they followed him through the wilderness. They followed him to the promised land. We follow Jesus into the promised land of wholeness healing. And you see, there's all these examples. What about all the examples in the Bible where people were healed physically? Let's look at that. So the lady in Mark, who she had been bleeding for 12 years, she'd seen doctors and it only got worse and she just thought, if I touch Jesus, I will be healed. If I touch him, I'll be healed. That's all she wanted, limited thinking. I just need physical healing for the bleeding. If I touch him, I'll be healed. And what happens was, we sometimes go, wow, that is amazing. If I could just find Jesus and touch him, I'll be healed. But what's special is that Jesus said, who touched me? And he found her and he looked her in the eye and he put her identity back in her. He restored her. And in those days, that bleeding meant she was unclean. So she was out of community. She was not in her space or her place of calling. She was out. And in that short moment, Jesus put her back in her whole life. It is not just the physical healing. It is the wholeness healing of a person in their emotional, physical, mental and spiritual created state. And you are saved by Jesus in the same way. He is taking us on a journey of life to wholeness healing. We, as disciples, we follow him there. It's amazing. And so with this in mind, we can come. Just like I prayed, God, hold my heart. We can come to the Father because he is Jehovah Rapha and you can come for wholeness healing. And because he is Jehovah, he is always right and he knows the way and we follow the way. And so that's why here we pray for miracles and we'll do it today. But we pray as intercessors and we persist in prayer over issues And we also encourage people to dig in deep and do that ugly, messy, 
intricate journey of healing with the Lord because he does gradual healing too. And whatever his way is for your life, we here say we agree with that way. We will not say it must happen this way. It must happen the way God leads. And so if you need healing and he says, you get down the front and find that person, you do it. If he says, come away with me on leave and sort out all the details of what is going on in your heart with me, we say, do it. We follow his way. And so you can come. You can come to Jehovah Rapha. You can come to the Father. And as God, as God would do in my life, he's, he likes to uh, stitch me up. And he even said that to me Friday. He said, ha ha, I stitched you up and had a good laugh with me. And he did. And he's done it again. Yesterday, Tobes said to me, asked me about a particular dream that I had and I went looking for it for him and couldn't find it. But I did land on some journaling that I wrote exactly on this space and I feel like God wants me to read it over you and so I just encourage you to just be in a posture now and listen to the Lord speak over you and if you need to move today if you need to move out of your chair if you need to come somewhere you need to come to the front you need to go to a person here to pray for you you just start doing it don't worry about you know, how it looks or any of that. Just start coming to Father God, Jehovah Rapha. So I'm just going to start speaking that out. And so the Lord says to you, diminish your ways of seeing things for the time is near. It is now to have my ways fulfilled in your life. No more coming unto me for the things that slaves want to know. It is time to partake of the beauty of my presence and be caught up with heaven there. I am the way, the truth and the life. Come to me today and have. Have. Drink from the well of opportunity now, dear child. Come, for I have come to you to show you the very things that I have in store for you. Come, come away with me and come to the free-flowing river of resources. There are resources that are beyond your wildest desires. They don't fit with the norm because you don't need the norm. You need the things that are not supplied and cannot be supplied by even the greatest treasury. And these are the things I want to bestow you with. It is time for you to move on these things. Have my way in your life. Enter into church with thanksgiving and do away with the old ways. Lord, we give you thanks for the ways that you lead us. And so, Lord, I pray over people now that they would come, come to you, that they would... 
be right here captivated by what you are stirring in them and what they need with you and that they would just come and not worry about who else is here and what it could be and what it looks like, God. And we just pray, Holy Spirit, come. Come and release. Come and release your love, your healing balm, the balm, the oil of Gilead. Come and release it, God. And come and hold hearts. And come and speak, God, on your unlimited page of abundance. We want to hear you speak from your perspective, Lord. And just move, Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.